0: The concept of equal rights for all people in Nevada sounds like a no-brainer, but it's still up to the voters to decide in November, where it shows up as ballot question one. Voters looking for information on what's been dubbed Nevada's ERA for our state's constitution may see wildly different opinions out there. So does equality mean churches have to do things they don't want to? That girls' sports are going to go away? That children can sue to drink beer? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we speak with question one advocate Kate Kelly. She's an author, attorney, and unabashed feminist who's touring Las Vegas to spread the word and address all the claims, good, bad, and in some cases, downright ugly. It's Thursday, October 20th, 2022. I'm David Figler, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Kate Kelly, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we're glad to have you, especially right now, because everybody in the Valley is getting ballots in their mailboxes and early voting is about to start. And there are these big questions, these ballot measures that are at the end of the ballot. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of what's on question one in the ballot measure let me ask you about your personal connection with the ERA with this constitutional amendment
1: yeah so I wrote a book it's called ordinary equality and in the first chapter of the book I talk about my introduction to the Equal Rights Amendment my mother and my grandmother were assigned by the Mormon Church I was raised Mormon uh, and Mormons played a very outsized role in the defeat of the Equal Rights Amendment in the 1970s and mm-hmm. they assigned women in local congregations to fight against the ERA in many states, not just Mormon states, but all around the country, including Nevada, including Utah, but also including states like Florida and Virginia. Uh, In Virginia in the 1970s, 85% of the mail that legislators received against the ERA was from Mormons. And so it, you know, not 85% of Virginians are Mormons. So it was a really outsized role that the church played. So I I was raised Mormon. I went to Brigham Young University the church's university and I uh, served a Mormon mission. I was very active and orthodox in the Mormon church, but I learned about the ERA as though it was like something bad and it was going to destroy the family. And it was, you know, kind of this boogeyman because the church had played such a role in defeating it. And because my mother and my grandmother had also uh, actively opposed the ERA. And so when I went to law school, you know, in con law, I was like, wait, go back to that ERA part, like, why don't we have it? What happened? You know, and then I started investigating more and realized that my own community and my own family had really helped defeat it. So that's how I learned about it. And when I graduated from law school in 2012, I went to my first ERA rally at the Capitol and I helped revive a group called Mormons for ERA.
0: So there isn't just one monolithic ERA. There's a federal era movement that has been going on for decades and then there's a lot of smaller era movements across the state so first tell me about the journey of the federal era movement uh nationally to date
1: yeah of course nevada plays a very key part in the ratification efforts for the federal era the federal era was first introduced in 1923 so we're coming up on the 100 year anniversary Yeah, the 100-year anniversary of the introduction of the Equal Rights Amendment is July 21st, 1923. And the fight for the Equal Rights Amendment on the federal level has taken a century, and it's still not yet ratified. Uh, The very short version is it was passed in Congress in 1972. Like you said, you remember from the 1970s, it was a big issue. And then the deadline that was attached to the federal ERA lapsed in 1982, and it fell three states short. So many people considered it dead at that point. However, (laughs) some people, including Nevadans, kept the torch going. And after the Women's March and this resurgence of the women's movement, uh, Nevada was the first state in the modern era to ratify the Federal Equal Rights Amendment in 2017. So Pat Spearman, state senator, Black queer preacher, incredible person, she got it resurrected in Nevada. And that reignited the the nationwide fight for the ERA. So after Nevada did it, states were like, oh, wait, we can still do this? Okay. Then Illinois ratified in 2018 and Virginia ratified in 2020 following the lead of Nevada.
0: Now, how long had it been since uh, a state had ratified before Nevada jumped into this zombie-like resurrection?
1: Yeah, so the last state that ratified was actually in
0: 1977.
1: Whoa, okay. So the federal ERA was ratified in Nevada in 2017. Then in 2019, because the federal ERA still isn't finalized, still isn't in the Constitution, Nevada gets a female majority legislature for the first time ever, not only in Nevada, anywhere in the country. Right. And in 2019 is when they decided to pass a state level equal rights amendment. They're like, we did our part. We ratified it. It still hasn't been finalized. We're going to do what we can to put it in our Nevada constitution. And that's when it was first passed in the Nevada legislature.
0: Okay. Let's hyperfocus on the Nevada connection then to the RA. What is the intent of question one on our ballot?
1: Yeah, and I also wanted to highlight also that Senator Nicole Canazaro is one of these incredible people, the sponsor of the bill to get the ERA into the Nevada Constitution. So it's important to not only have women in positions of power, but also feminist women who will bring forward these measures. And so in Nevada, again, female majority in the legislature, they pass it in twenty nineteen, they pass it again in twenty twenty one, and now it goes to the full state for a vote and the point of having the equal rights amendment on the state level in the state constitution is because as we have seen most recently with the dobbs decision striking down roe versus wade in june of this year that we can't always rely on federal protections and a lot of this protection for basic fundamental human rights and bodily autonomy has really been turned over to the states so i'll give you an example in utah where i'm from they have a state-level ERA. That state-level ERA has been used twice since the Dobbs decision to strike down their abortion ban. So today, the only reason you can get an abortion in Utah is because they have a state-level ERA. So
0: let me see if I'm getting this right. The ballot measure isn't a referendum on the federal ERA. It's about making sure that there is a state constitutional ERA in Nevada, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. Okay. So can you describe the components of question one so that our, our listeners can understand what the intent of the Nevada-specific question is?
1: Yeah. So the question one, vote yes on question one. That's what I tell everyone. That's all you need to know. It's, it's number one because it's the most important. And The Nevada ERA, unlike the federal ERA, the Nevada ERA covers many categories, is much more inclusive than any other state. 26 states already have ERAs, but the Nevada ERA, the proposed ERA that you'll all be voting for in November is much more inclusive. So the federal ERA prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex, which again is not yet finalized and not in the constitution. But the Nevada ERA, that we have a chance of finalizing in November, prohibits discrimination on the base of race, color, creed, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, age, disability, ancestry, or national origin. So all of those categories are protected and will be included in the Nevada ERA.
0: So let's assume for a second, I know this will make you happy, that question (laughs) one passes. What are the first consequences or impacts that Nevadans will likely see? What will come up first under this new constitutional amendment in Nevada?
1: I think the first thing that hopefully you'll see is the Nevada Attorney General issuing an advisory opinion about how it will be implemented in the future and, and a plan for making sure that it's fully force. I think something that you can see is people who... Experience discrimination from any government entity, it could be a municipality, uh, could be any other government entity, are, are going to be able to pursue those claims, are going to be able to sue if they've experienced discrimination. Because it's front of mind for many people, we may see people trying to protect their rights to bodily autonomy. In Nevada, you can still get an abortion. Abortion is legal and it's protected. We can't guarantee without a constitutional amendment that that will always be the case, um, that it will always be the case that the, the legislature will protect the right to choose. So that's one example. The Nevada ERA is, is unique in that it also protects people from discrimination on the basis of gender identity or expression. I think that's that's like pioneering (laughs) to be able to have a constitutional right to uh, not experience discrimination on the basis of gender identity or expression and sexual orientation. I think that's very important as a queer person. This is part of the reason I care about it because after the Dobbs decision, the Supreme Court indicated that they were willing to not only strike down the right to access abortion, but also um, that all other unenumerated rights that fall under privacy. So that includes legalized same-sex relationships. That includes same-sex marriage. That includes um, interracial marriage. That includes contraceptives. All of these rights are now on the chopping block at the federal level. And so, again, even more important that we protect specifically sexual orientation and LGBTQ Nevadans.
0: Okay, great. So now I want to I want to flip it a little bit, and I'm going to ask you to put on your fair and balanced hat if at all possible. And I know you're an advocate, but I, I I'm I, literally to... wearing
1: a hat right now. And it is not my fair and balanced hat. Oh, but it's I'm, a fabulous hat.
0: But yeah, so <laughs> let's, let's just like maybe tilt it a little bit at a different angle. Uh, I want to, as we say in the in the legal profession, give due respect, if at all possible, to the other side.
1: Well, I can tell you that the arguments against the Equal Rights Amendment in Nevada, I actually don't disagree with. <laughs> so, so we actually see eye to eye, which is the primary argument against the ERA in Nevada is that it will protect abortion access. I think that's true. I don't disagree. I just disagree about whether or not that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. The second argument that I hear most is about transgender rights. So will it protect trans kids, for example? I think the answer is yes. So I don't disagree with opponents of the ballot measure. I just disagree about whether or not that's a good thing. I think that's a wonderful thing. And I will say, I guess the tangentially related to that argument is, is, and I hear this a lot, is the argument about sports. So people are very concerned about sports and like sex segregation in sports. This is one that I actually don't agree with. I think it will be possible to maintain sex-segregated sports. So your, your little girl is still going to have her soccer team, and it's still going to be for girls. The only thing that is not permitted, it's not permitted to have teams that are do not receive the same support or funding or resources. So a lot of these arguments are really just scare tactics, trying to get at people, um, trying to really frighten people away from equality but for the most part the top two reasons are abortion and trans rights and and I I don't disagree I agree those will be covered by the equal rights amendment and that's why I'm fighting for it
0: well I want to drill down a little bit in what you just said about scare tactics I got my sample ballot and what came across because it came from the government as the official pro and the official con, at least that's, I think, how mm-hmm. it's perceived by most people. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I think a lot of people assume that if they got an official ballot supplement, that the information in there has somehow been vetted or fact checked. Is that not the case?
1: No, it is not the case. Um, The way that the ballot supplement is created, it's actually a legislative committee. So the attorneys that work for the legislature that write the laws are actually tasked with uh, writing it, but they maintain that the only information they can put in the ballot supplement are arguments that were made on the floor. Now, as you know, politicians do not fact check themselves when they make speeches on the floor of any legislature, including the Nevada legislature. So many of those arguments, you know, for example, the age category. So their age is one of the prohibited uh, categories of discrimination in the Nevada ERA. They claim that there will be no age of consent, that there will be no age for sexual consent, which is insane. Of course, that will continue to exist. There's age for drinking. There's age for voting. There's age for military service. There's age for all kinds of things. And again, the government can distinguish. The government can make those categories, particularly based on age, if they have a legitimate reason for doing so. So, of course, there will still be age of consent. There will be age for marriage. Um, there will be all kinds of age requirements that are permitted to continue. The only thing that it will that it will prohibit is discrimination, and that will probably benefit older folks. And um, there are a lot of seniors in Nevada. And and this is the first time that uh discrimination on the basis of age will be explicitly forbidden by the Nevada Constitution and disability. Age and disability most disproportionately impact seniors. And and, and I don't disagree with your logic.
0: I don't think <laughs> that I, I would be well healed to do so, but let's let's kind of look at it from this other perspective is that a lot of folks do see things on on the news that don't necessarily accord with their worldview, right? They'll see a trans athlete. They'll see lawsuits that Mm -hmm. pop up all over the country to try to either punish government or force government to do things that, again, don't fit with some people's worldview of what is right, what is wrong, et cetera. Um, I mean, are they wrong to think that there might be lawsuits to significantly change the status quo? Yeah, there might be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think there will be. And, and I, I would just push back on that slightly, because another person's identity is not what is right and what is wrong. Yesterday, I was, at this, <laughs> I was at this debate in the senior center. And I said, you know, they were asking about gender expression. What is gender expression? And I was trying to explain it. And I said, my partner is a butch lesbian. And there was an audible gasp.
0: <laughs> you're, in a senior, you're in a room of seniors?
1: I'm in a room of 150 seniors, all probably over the age of 65, Uh, some pushing 70 and 80. And someone literally was like, I'm
0: I'm hoping Um, her neighbor uh, basically (laughs) said, "Um, Han, Rose, look around. Like 15% of us are exactly that. So, you know. Yes.
1: Yes. So there was an audible gasp. I say that just to point out that, my existence as a queer person is not up to debate whether or not i should be targeted for discrimination because of who i love is is not up to debate it's it's not whether or not your values embrace my lifestyle it's should i be punished should i be should i make less money should i be should i experience violence because of my who i am and so i think it's important to kind of step back and understand it's not about your culture or your religion or your values. It's about, should I be punished for who I am?
0: But but then you get the gasper and she goes, well, I, I agree with all that in, in principle, but also I don't want my little granddaughter being taught, being forced to be taught about alternative lifestyles, you know, <laughs> whatever the rhetoric is. <laughs> is. Is she wrong to have those feelings?
1: Well, first of all, your granddaughter has access to the internet. So... <laughs> uh, the internet exists and she will know about these things. That's not something that you can control. What you can do is have conversations about what your values are and what you, you know, how you want to live. That's fine. That's encouraged. I, you know, I encourage people to engage particularly with their families about what they value most. That doesn't mean that you can stop other people from doing it. And again, TV exists, the internet exists, like these young kids know about this and they will know about this and they will have peers in their classrooms who claim different identities. And so it's important not to keep them in the dark, but yeah, if you, if that's against your values, don't be a butch lesbian, you know, (laughs) like, I mean, it's, it's a shame for you that you can't live this wonderful lifestyle, but, um, my condolences. Yeah, I mean, I can't
0: and I do feel let down a lot, but.
1: I know, tragic. <laughs> it's very much a generational thing. Um and I think Nevada has the opportunity to be on the forefront of protecting the most vulnerable, protecting people who experience discrimination. And it's a really interesting state. I've loved being here because it's really progressive in some very unique ways and you see a lot of like unlikely or or people would perceive to be unlikely coalitions. People don't like fall on the lines, you know, the expected lines or categories. And so I think that's why you see so much cool stuff coming out of Nevada. That's why you see the ERA being ratified here of all places, you know, (laughs) of all places. It was resurrected in Nevada. That's why you see the most progressive and inclusive equal rights amendment in the entire country happening in Nevada.
0: What are you seeing as the challenges to getting the state level ERA passed in Nevada this November.
1: The number one challenge to passing ballot question 1 is confusion. I'm, you know, going to farmers markets, going to campus, today I'm at CSN, you know, I'm traveling, I'm talking to people all around the state and even people who support equality and want to vote Correctly on ballot question one, say to me, I read that and I looked at the supplement and I wasn't sure. You know, I wasn't sure how to vote. And so I think that's the number one barrier is just helping people understand that yes, on one is a vote for equality. And you don't have to read all this legalese and this gibberish and all this other stuff in the supplement. I mean, please read it and let me know what you think. Um, But it is confusing. You just have to read the words of the actual proposed amendment. The words of the amendment (laughs) say that it prohibits the denial or abridgment of rights on account of an individual's race, color, creed, sexual orientation, all the categories that are included. Mm. And that's pretty straightforward. So I would encourage people just read the words of the actual proposed amendment and understand that this is an opportunity to put permanently in the Constitution fundamental rights for, for most Nevadans.
0: Kate Kelly, thank you again for coming on the show. And welcome to Nevada, even for the short time that you're going to be <laughs> remaining here. And may, may the adventure be
1: fulfilling. Thank you. Yes on one.
0: <laughs> Before you go, a few things you should know. What did the five fingers say to the face? Salap. And did you know that slap fighting is an actual sport? Well, really, anything can be an actual sport, and it's coming to Nevada soon. This week, the State Athletic Commission, which obviously has time on their hands, approved professional slap fighting matches, which could begin by the end of the year. I've seen some videos, folks. It's the stuff of audible gasps. And if you're headed to Red Rock for a weekend hike, you might want to leave your valuables at home rather than in your car. According to the Bureau of Land Management, there's been a rash of break-ins in some of the parking areas this month, as many as 10 in one lot over a recent weekend. I hope this doesn't mean the boroughs have gone rogue. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. I know you learned something new today, like the fact that Nevada revived the ERA that was left for dead in 1977. You go, Nevada. So share this episode with a friend who also wants to learn something new. Then make sure you're both following the show and subscribe to our brilliant morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon.